Guys, how can you tell if a man likes you? By their feet. For example, if they're behind your ears or wrapped around your back, that means he probably likes you. (laughs) Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tommy, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to The Dish. So uh, first and foremost, we'd like to apologize. Last week, um, she was dying. By she, I mean me. And uh, I called the boys and I was like, you know what? We can't have a show today. And uh, and so we canceled. Uh, And as you can see, I'm still a little nasally, but I am recovering from the flu. Yeah. It was intense. It was intense. So today's been the the first day probably... um, since last week that I cracked open a little something, something. A little truly? Yeah. Well, this is Corona Seltzer whatever. or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Um, but it's good to be back. It's good to be on the table with my boys. And um, I would say we're behind the table, not on it. But Well, I mean, it depends. depends. If it was up to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know what happens when you guys are not here on this table. Oh, I know. That's why you wipe it down before we come. We do. Yeah, we do. Or I do. After. No, or no, after. <laughs> you never know. My God. Touch it. Touch, Touch it. it. It's clean. Anyway, um, it is October 5th. So um, when we used to record on Mondays, it would have been a great day to talk about National Coming Out Day on Monday, but we don't record on Mondays anymore, right? So... National Coming Out Day is going to be on Monday the 10th. It is also, um, you know, National Indigenous People's Day coming up as well. So some people will have it off. We'll be celebrating a national holiday. Um, Unfortunately, it's not called that yet. But, you know, we don't want to sort of kind of Mm -hmm. talk about the other one. It's it's okay. Um, And so, you know, just the importance of coming out. Just reminder to everyone that, you know, coming out is a personal thing. At least I feel that way. And, um, you know, we believe, or at least I believe that when I came out, um, it empowered me to really take control of who I am as a person and who I wanted to be in life and who I wasn't or going to allow to take my power. And, and I think that was one of the, the main things for me that, um, that I felt, um, you know, a great weight lifted off my shoulders when I came out. And so uh, in honor of national coming out day next Monday, I just wanted to, to, you know, say that and, and, you know, express how happy and how proud of I am of myself to be able to say that I did that at such a young age at 14 years old. So mm-hmm. what about you, Miss Trash or Mr. Nick? I mean, you know how I feel about it. Right. Everybody does. I won't say it again. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's important. I came out at 15. um, And. Proud of you, by the way. Thank you. Um, And it was, you know, it was very hard. It was really hard. But when I did, it was like you said, it was almost like I was taking my power back. You know, people used to say things or snicker or like make fun of me. And then I came out of the closet and everybody's like, oh, oh. We can't use that against you now. No. What I next? took my fucking power back, bitch. Right. Right. And that's <laughs> and see and and that's the important thing. You know, and then there's many different aspects of coming out, right? Like some people come out of the closet, meaning that you know you're declaring that you are who you are. And, and, and we're not saying that people should come out at an early age or when Not at all. No. But I, I like there are certain individuals that if you are in a situation where you shouldn't, do it when you can. Right. Um, obviously, make sure that you're safe. You don't want to put yourself in an immediate danger by, you know, declaring that, you, you know, who you are and, and what get, you are. you know, written out of your trust fund either. Right. <laughs> right. So um, and then Mr. J, you know, you 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 struggled with with your bisexuality for a while. Yep. Um, and how was it for you? 
when you decided that, you know what, you were going to embrace that and, and own it. I, I think, I mean, even at, at 14, 15 years of age, I knew there was that attraction. You right. Know, I just, of course, you know, you have your uh, Catholic parents, you know, mm. watching you sternly. And for me, I, I believed it wasn't the right time. And then it took me, took me some time and right. I married young and, oh. you know, had a family and, you know, years into it, I, I kind of, you know, kind of figured out 90% of my friends are gay. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, gee, <laughs> let me tell you why. Let me see why. No, you no. know, and it just, it just kind of. Are friends slowly... in quotes like friends? No, friends, friends. Oh, okay. Friends, friends. Amigos. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't start pouring out until like I was a lot older. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is weird, but. You're making up for lost time, honey. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that yep. you know but it's it's. I mean your advice for the opener clear. <laughs> absolutely right I mean if no. those feet are wrapped around your neck then you know yep. it's good it's yeah. good mm. but yeah it's you know it's um, I think when you're ready you know it doesn't have to have I don't think there's a specific timeline I, I mean I've read about individuals in their 60s finally right. coming out right. you know what yeah. I mean so when you're oh ready, when do you you're remember ready? that story of that guy that came out at a older age? Was this the one that emailed us? Yeah, yeah. And he had that whole story about listening to us, and mm-hmm. it was his one escape and all that stuff. That was such a powerful moment. Yes, it was. I still have all those emails somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, um, somewhere. Should revisit at some point. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere over. <laughs> The rainbow. No, but, but you know, and it's, it's weird because, you know, we're always talking about coming out from the perspective of us wanting to own our power. Mm-hmm. But very seldom do we talk about what advice we have for people who are going to experience or have. Because when you come out, you don't come out by yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You come out and everyone around you has to come out with you because they now have to adapt to the new you and which is okay. They should adapt. Right. Um, it's part of the process. Um, but I think that not enough conversation is typically had on how we encourage people or how we teach people to embrace someone's um, power. Right. And to educate them in the art of, oh, you know, this could be the moment. How do I handle this? Right. As a parent, how do I talk to my child when my child finally says, hey, um, I think I may be or I am. And where do you move from there? What what resources you know are available or um, how not to react? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of the conversation is always focused about how we feel, how we do it. Mm-hmm. And we never take into consideration the people around us, the people that we have to live with. Right. Um, so. First and foremost, I just want to say that I think that for those individuals who um, someone potentially may come out to, if you're not comfortable with the whole topic, you're afraid to talk about it, you're afraid to discuss it in any way, shape or form, there are a lot of resources online. There's a lot of resources in your local neighborhood, um, you know, LGBTQ plus um, centers where you can go and, and find resources to help you if you believe that your child may be trying to come out but you're unsure on how to how to handle it um or even as an adult you know if you have questions i think that the best thing that you can do is ask someone who's already come out who's secure and sure of who they are and see if that could be potentially um, you know a positive outlet for you to find a way to to maneuver the fact that you're going to be confronted with the possibility of somebody coming out to you. Yeah. I mean, like when I came out at 15, I definitely embraced my sexuality, but it wasn't until college that I really blossomed, grew my wings, um, <laughs> spread her wings. More but like I think I, you know, I attested a lot to uh, a guy, um, not a boyfriend, a friend um, who <laughs> I still call my fairy godmother. I mean, he was much older than me and we just developed a friendship through a working environment and it made me realize how much strength there is in our community and in being gay. And like I say all the time, like, you know, you get the question, well, if you could choose, would you 
ever not want to be gay, right? Or if you could reverse it, would you do it? I would never, ever take away that part of myself. Right. I think it's so special and well fun. I think it's it's beautiful. (laughs) But so was this the priest that you're talking about? It was this the guy that we met in DC, the one that, you know, you went to meet and you had to go up that big escalator where if you fell, you would go straight to hell. Actually, no, he (laughs) saved my life. Okay. Um, No, it was my friend, Will. Okay. Um, You know, him. will love. Oh, Will, he's a sweetheart too. He's such a great guy. Yeah, and we and we also have to keep in mind, you know, it's not necessarily individuals in the LGBT community, but allies as well that can help you and guide you, right? Um, you know, so it's it's a it's a tricky situation. I, you know, I've I've talked about this before, but I've had you know I had a cousin that reached out because she knew I was involved with Center Youth Group, mm-hmm. although she, you know, her daughter came out to her, she didn't know where to turn or what to do, and. She had a million and one questions and she was like, Hey, I know you've, you know, you've dealt with the youth group, you know, how can you help me? You know, I don't think she has an idea, although they think you know, <laughs> about me per se, because right. I don't go around advertising to everybody. Hey, I'm this, that, or the other. Your shirts but, say otherwise. But, yeah, but yeah. my shirts now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of, just providing that guidance sometimes. Did you wear that shirt to work today? Yes, I did. I'm so proud of you. You know who saw it? Who? The VP Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. So, absolutely. Why not? No, it's it's a beautiful shirt. I love it. Yeah. It's missing a couple of rainbow stripes though. I only see red, yellow, and orange. Where's green, blue, purple? Yeah. That's that's the way the shirt. Came. But anyway, continue. I didn't mean but, to interrupt, but I did. <laughs> but you did. But yeah, no, just just saying, you know, um guidance can come in different ways, right. not just within the LGBT community. So right. um just so that people that are considering it, you know, you know who your friends are, you know mm-hmm. you you know who you who you're with. Normally the people you hang out with you're comfortable with and you can talk to. Um a lot of times we tend to set up barriers right. for ourselves that aren't even there. Um, what are your thoughts on what not to do and say if somebody comes out to you? Well, I know from experience, I mean, uh, you know, when my granddaughter came out, was a, mm-hmm. it's a great subject for me. You know, she came out and I'm like, okay, great. And, you know, if this is how you feel, fine. You know, I support you. We right. support you. We, you know, we don't have any issue with it. If this is, you know, and, and again, you know, she started with, a, I think I like boys and girls, you know, that's right. Now she's identifying as lesbian, you know, uh, six months down the road. That may change another six months down the road. Right. It is what it is. And that's you know? the beauty of, of self-discovery, right? Yeah. It's going through that journey. Yeah. Going through right. that process. I, right. I, I just try to allow her to be herself, uh, you know, guide her. And then, you know, you, you, especially when they're young like that, for me, my main thing is, you know. It's okay to to identify as you want to identify. You have to be careful who you identify to as well. Right. Because unfortunately, the, the world we're living in, you know, you can be accosted. You can be, you know, harassed if you identify to the wrong individuals. Right. So it's a matter of having those conversations, especially with the younger kids. Right. I understand this is how you feel. You having have having awareness of, of your surroundings, surroundings and who you're with. Exactly. Because it's really... It's really not that difficult to tell when someone doesn't have goodwill on you. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And you can tell when someone is sort of kind of not feeling it yep. or not feeling you. Yep. And whenever you get that vibe, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Those that that gut feeling is never, ever, ever wrong. Ever. So you know, that's the one thing. And, and that's what I do wrong in all, <laughs> all of my time. relationships. Yeah. He's like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Here's my number. Call me. No. <laughs> For real. Wrong. For yeah. real. Uh-huh. Is your middle name Steven? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Here's my I am. Yeah. Does your name start with S at all? Here's my credit card. My credit card. You want to drive me? Drive my car. You can bring me to work. You know, go do your thing. Yeah, do all that stuff. What is your not to do uh, for someone who's looking to come out to someone? What would you? What your? What would be your suggestion to someone who is going to uh, experience someone coming out to them? I think that's a really hard question to answer because I think everybody's situation is different, right? Um, 
I guess if I take a look at my own experience, I think maybe not what not to do, but I mean, from my experience, it took me a really long time to rebuild a relationship with my family. Right. Um, and for a long time, I felt very disconnected from them. Right. And um, I think chosen family is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that everybody should embrace that if you need it, or even if you don't need it, I think we all need to choose our family. I feel like you guys are family to me. Agree. Um, 1000%. Yeah. But I mean, she's annoying as fuck sometimes, but I still love her. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you're coming out, don't ever expect the reaction that you want is going to happen. Right. Um, and don't depend, I guess, again, depending on your situation, don't, don't blame um, or don't let yourself go to a place of anger. If, you know, the people you're coming out to are not as receptive as you wish or wanted them to. I mean, it took, you know, uh, I was very angry for a very long time. And, but that's exactly what I'm trying to get to. So you're saying you were angry at your parents for a very long time because they may have not, um, received what you were conveying in a positive way. Right. What exactly did they do? Which we can then say, don't do that as a parent. Well, I mean, I mean, if it's, you know, if it's personal, you don't want to share, you don't have to. My, my father got physical with me. I left the house. I was not home. I moved out for months. So there's one thing you do. Don't react in a physical confrontational way with your child. You know, if, if you're looking for, 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 or how to, right. How am I going to deal with the fact that my child just came out to me? But, but don't get angry. Yeah. Don't get angry. I think, I think we always talk about, it's like, take, take that moment step, be like, I love you step away process because I, my parents couldn't process that. Right. I mean, it was also the early, well, it was midnight. No, nine. It was the nineties. Yeah. yeah. And they just weren't ready to process that. And they also had the stigma of AIDS that still is very real. They thought I was going to die. They thought right. I was going to get AIDS and die. Right. Um, but for the longest time, I blamed them. Right for the events that happened after my coming out when in reality what i should have done is honor the fact that they were processing too right you know and 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 learn to forgive them as well right but it took tragedy for that to happen do you know what i'm saying so it's it's you know i think that while it is far more important for us to embrace that moment and say this is my moment and like I understand that you're having a moment too. We really have to honor the fact that who you generally come out to, right? They are also going through this moment with you, right? I'm, a- and their reaction or their processing is just as valid as ours, even mm-hmm. though our moment is more important for our, you know, right. self moving forward in life. Um, it is just as valid to honor the fact that they have to take that moment and process it. Ergo, everybody comes out basically. And and it's true. And I think, um, I think especially now, nowadays, it's a bit easier in a way because there's so much more information available Mm -hmm. and there's so much more um, mainstream that I think for and there are groups certain, for parents. Yeah, there's and, group for parents. There's the support in place. There, you know, um, you still have you. You know, even as a parent, if you're receptive, you have to be aware of family that may not be as receptive. Right. And how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with that? How do you put them in check? How yeah. do you have conversations so, with people yeah. who may not understand? Exactly. So I and and you know I'm uh, I mentioned some time ago where I I had when I used to teach. One of my ex-students, who is now a parent herself, her daughter is identifying as trans. And uh, the family is devoted, like, Christian mm-hmm. in, in the church 24-7 type of Christianity. And they attempted to do an exorcism. So, again. That's what, a real thing. Yeah. You know, being aware. And, you know, if your family's ultra-religious, then you may want to. Wait. Wait it out and wait until the child is at a better, uh, 
I don't, I don't, in a better situation, in a better situation, right. older, able right. to remove themselves, remove from, themselves, or better defend themselves from individuals that attempt this nonsense. Right. I mean, I understand people have their beliefs, but you know, a lot of these beliefs are are based on on writings that have been yeah. forged and changed and 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 rewritten to you know to. To control people. Yeah, and, that's, and that's why I say it's so situational. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I, you know, I'm saying like we have to honor somebody else's process, I would never respect or honor a process like that. Exactly. Like that's not that's not a normal response, right? But at the same time, like my father, you know, whether or not it was a bad situation for me, he is a very good person. His reaction was Literally, for lack of better term, primal, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was very, he was hurting. He was angry. And I was, I was the target. Exactly. Yeah. Because right. I was the one that caused the pain. Right. But I mean, it wasn't, you know, it is what it is. Like I was born this way. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's just, that's a normal response for a parent, you mm-hmm. know, a, a person that came from an Italian Catholic right. background yeah. who is afraid of his father's reaction, right. who goes to church every Sunday. You know, it's a normal reaction. And yes, what, do I wish it never happened? Sure. But my father is an amazing person. So right. that's why I say it's so situational. But, but right. And again, now, now, years later, your relationship is probably stronger now. Oh, yeah. I talk to him every day. Than, than it was when you were younger. And you know what's interesting most times when people react in a negative way, when someone comes out or they have this very visceral reaction to it um, is most often rooted in love teachings that they learn from religion. Uh Right. Um, And so that, that, that belief becomes despair and then it turns into anger. I would say religion and culture. Right. And which, I mean, those go hand in hand, but even people who, who are accepting sometimes get it wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could have someone, for example, who's completely accepting of the lifestyle. And then until one of your kids comes out to you, you'll be like, but why are you sure? I I know without, yeah, without mentioning, without mentioning names and putting people in the spot, you know, two females who have had, ongoing relationships with other females okay relationships that partners who have since moved on and have children and have said if my child is gay or comes out gay i'm not with it and i'm like what that's so fucking hypocritical right so i I, i've i've also seen that as well right you know so you don't know where people's minds are at in a certain same <laughs> right. i i still see the confusion in your face like yeah. Uh, yeah. it i still baffled i'm still baffled by it because right. my my initial reaction when the first one said oh no if my daughter you know if my daughter or my child comes out gay that that, that ain't happening i was like are you fucking serious like like well, you know, and we hear we hear a lot, a lot of times, you know, parents, and maybe this is the case with those women, they've experienced the lifestyle, they've experienced the community, and, you know, parents will say, well, I just never wanted that life for you. It's a harder life. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. what I would say, if, if I ever had a child that came out gay, I, it, you know what, maybe there are aspects that are harder. There are plenty of aspects that are harder, but... I don't think that that is the right thing to say. Like it's I, it's it's such a beautiful life. Like it's such a vibrant and exciting and, and, and here's life the thing. that I've here's had the so thing. far. If I had a child, which I would never, just putting that out there, and my child walked up to me and said, you "Daddy," or "Mommy," well, those are my children. Um, my different children. They're my four-legged children, uh, and they said, "Daddy" or "Mommy," whatever they want to call me. It's fine. Um. I'm gay. I'm like, all right, girl, it's on. Because guess what? <laughs> I have a lot of knowledge of all the shit that I've done in my life. Here's what you should do, and here's what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You can avoid this and save yourself a lot of stress and anxiety over the petty shit. And let me show you all the positive things of our community. Yep. Right. But I'll tell you, for example, I'll use my brothers. I'm a gay man. I have been out no. since I was very young. Really? And my siblings and I are very close. Um, you know, they love me and I love them. And both of my brothers have lesbian daughters. 
And when they, my two nieces came out to each one of my brothers, <laughs> they all reacted in a very weird, like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, first of all, you, you, you sound right like here. this is just recent. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm right here. You've known me your whole life and there's nothing wrong with me. I'm an amazing, beautiful person. I love a lot of people. Well, I love some people, but <laughs> I, I'm a lovable person. I'm a very successful person, I'd like to think. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being a part of the community. So, I mean, if you've already experienced me, why not say, oh, you know, this th- this could be a good thing for my girls. And embrace them like you have your own brother there there you can mm-hmm. you know and i had to have that conversation with them for them to sort of kind of like oh you're right you know completely forgot about the fact that i am a factor in the fact that they've been exposed to the community all of their lives well, yeah. at least for as long as i've been born well i what i will say though is that that's a that's a very valid point but like i think you know, over the years, now that I'm so publicly gay, <laughs> I mean, everywhere, literally, podcast, right. um, people have, people within my circle have reached out and said, hey, I think my son <clears throat> might want to talk to you, or can I talk to you? And it's generally like, I think this is coming down the pike. Right. Uh, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, and that, it, that's a really beautiful thing to see. It is. It is. I, it, it, overall, I mean, the funniest one of, of course, of all of them is my mother, because, you know, there, there's the examples of what not to say to your child. And there's an example of how do you embrace it and make it better. Right. So I never got to tell my mother that I was gay. Mm-hmm. My father did that for me because I came out to my father. He flipped his shit and lost it and then he called my mother and started blaming her for the fact that i was gay you know there's also this other element to it like typical you know coming out is a very it's a huge moment it's a huge moment for anybody and you want whoever it is if you're going to be receptive don't be that if you're going to be if you're a receptive you know progressive parent and you're like i don't care if my kids are gay and your child comes out to you don't just be like oh yeah i know that is a moment to celebrate. Yeah, like let them have their moment because that's a right. big, scary moment. On the other hand, which I've experienced as well, um, <clears throat> if the parent suspects that you are, mm-hmm. right, I wouldn't push it. No, right? I wouldn't push no. it. I know, it, I know where I, I, I've seen where the parents are like, listen, honey, if if you're if you're gay, right, because I've noticed certain things, it, I'm okay with it, and that should be it. You know what I mean? You put the fear of God in your child when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do now? She said, she's noticed things. She's what noticed am I things, doing? Yeah. What am I, it's am like, I swishing too much? Am I, you know. It's like, like when I met my best friend, Tony, he wasn't out, out, you right. know, straight acting. You would never tell he was gay. This is the cute one and, that you keep saying. Yeah. You know, you and, uh, and one day we were talking and I, I used to poke fun at him. And uh, one day I was like, so, um, Tony, um the guys he's like fuck are you talking about i got a girlfriend da, 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 da. he was 18 at the time right. when we first met and i was like oh, girl get over it you know and i used to tease tease him but every once in a while i mean he was an older guy at you know 18 19 he wasn't a young kid and then finally years later when we run into each other again he's like you always knew you always had me panicking. What am I doing? Is it my mannerisms? Is it the way I'm talking? Am I making gestures? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I just knew. Just, the gaydar is the gaydar. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you connect with people you know. Right. You know what I mean? So, and um, then and then you have parents like you my have, mother. <laughs> That go over right. over the top. She, oh, over the top. Like when my father told her, of course, she was like, she didn't call me in school. She called me and said, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. You're my baby and I love you. And you will always be my son, no matter what. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Right. And so those those are the those are the two extremes that you have. And so for parents who are like that, bravo, bravo, yeah. bravo, bravo. I've told, I've told my grandparents story on the show before, right? I don't know. I don't I don't recall. So but share, please. My my. Grandpa and my grandma on my mother's and my father's side. Um Italian Catholic, like pretty much off the boat. And my parents were like, Don't well don't don't tell. Don't tell grandpa. Don't tell grandma and grandpa, you're gonna get written out of the the will. 
<laughs> and that would be significant, <laughs> right? Again, so, we said that earlier. If don't you get <laughs> think you're going to put yourself in danger or get written out of certain, you know, like wills or whatever, then just, you know, right. It's okay. So for live, a, live with roommates for the rest of your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. they die so eventually. For a long time, I didn't say anything. And I don't know. I, it was a New Year's Eve one year and I was, mm. you know, throwing it back. And I called my grandma. I was like, Grandma! I'm gay. She's like, yeah, I know. Your mother told me that fucking bitch. <laughs> and and my grandma and grandpa are like, we don't care. Yeah. Like we always know. Oh, <laughs> I mean, some of the pictures, Nick. Th- those like my booty me- shorts and tube top. Y- yes, your tube top, <laughs> your booty shorts, and then you had the the knee high the knee high uh, socks. That was yeah. adorable. I, I forgot. Adorable, yeah. absolutely adorable. Recently, just as of recent, I forgot. We, I was, I was having a conversation. I can't remember. I'm losing it some days. But it was a couple of us adults having a conversation about someone's child, and the parent was there, and the parent was like, "I think he might be the kid's like four, you know." And sh- and we were like, "Why do you say that?" You know, like. She's like, it's just mannerisms and the way he talks and the way he acts and the way he is around other kids. And and I was like, well, if if you think, I mean, it's and you're okay with it. Right. Oh, yeah. My you know, family just, Yeah. So you, as a parent, you can tell. I mean, right. for a person mm-hmm. to say that about their child at yeah. three, four years my, old, of age, yeah, my co- you know what to expect. Yeah. My cousin or well, <laughs> second cousin, um, I was at their house for Thanksgiving by myself. My family wasn't around because they were, you know, in Florida, wherever the fuck they were. And I was like, I'll just go to, you know, my cousins for anyway. So I hadn't seen my, I guess, second nephews or whatever. Yeah. They're your third second, cousins. Third yeah. cousins. They're your second cousins. Yeah, that he third cousin. be a third. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so I hadn't seen the, the boys in a long time. And the youngest one, I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. you can tell. Yeah, and girl, he must have been like five or six. Right. I don't know, something like that. And um, <laughs> I was like, "So, so, what do you want to be when you grow up?" He's like, "Oh, I want to be a waiter and an actor." I was like, "Well, that's perfect." <laughs> I mean, they work hand in hand. And then, and then, and then I looked one of those. I looked at his mom, and she's like, "We'll talk." We'll talk. <laughs> like sometimes you just kind of know yeah, yeah yeah no it's 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 pretty interesting you know uh, just to see um you know how people um react but but there's a wrong way of doing it and then there's yeah. a right way of doing it and uh i wanted to have this conversation yeah. today but i also yeah. think it's important for parents to know if right. you think you're doing it the right way you know don't overkill don't, don't <laughs> overkill and like there will always be something you yeah. do. You, you, you do that's right. just not right, and don't yeah. blame yourself for yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And, and also, I think there's uh, no manual. Yeah, I, I, my kid would, comes out. Here's what I should do. Exactly. Maybe we should create one. And and I'll actually, coming you. coming out if you're in the younger side and you're coming out to your parents, we also got to remember as a parent when you have children, you kind of have the set you know picture in your head. Then you know right. they're gonna get older. They're gonna get married. They're gonna have children. And and I'm not saying that it won't happen in the LGBT community, but it's more it, if it happens, not. yeah, it may happen, but it may not be in the natural way you expect it to happen, right? right? So sometimes you got to take that into a, into account when you're coming out to parents why they may react a certain way initially, right? Because I could picture it, you know, holy shit, I picture her getting married or him getting married and my grandchildren, and now that's not going to happen. So it's a culture shock, right? You know, so I think just being aware that initial reactions may not always be what you're expecting. Right. Exactly. You know? um, especially from a parent, <laughs> because they've already have it in their head, you know, from the day you were born. Oh, they're going to get married. They're going to do this. They're going to have, I'm going to have, have 22 ex- grandchildren. You have that or, extreme. And then once you're out and it's yeah. been a few years, then your mom's always like, when am I going to get my adopted baby? Yeah, exactly. Like, so, <laughs> exactly. My so it'll change. My mother still asks me, you know, yeah. are you sure you don't want to have a baby like naturally? Like I, I want a little girl with big lips, nice curly hair and a big booty, you know, like daddy. I was like, that would require that I'll go get a mother with a big booty and big boobs and big hair and curly as well. So that, you know, you can get what you're looking for. But I was like, yeah, no mother, it's not happening. My older brother has six kids. 
There's enough. <laughs> yep. My youngest has two. You're perfectly fine. You don't need another one. Yep. You don't need another one. You don't need a me running around. You know my attitude. Yeah. My mother has 32 grandchildren. Oh, Lord have mercy. I mean, I can't so, talk. 32. <laughs> yeah, 32. 32. Yeah. We have big families. We have big so families. You know that. I mean, I mean, I have a big family too, but I'm not sure. My oldest brother has 11 kids and they're all nine months apart. I think five kids is too much. Yes. I think two kids is too much. I mean, there were five in my family, five in my mom's family, right. family, and I'm like, no. If I ever have a kid, it's like, one, maybe two. I raised four girls, well, technically five, because my niece lived with me about shit, almost seven or eight years as well. So right. five women. So yeah, I'm done. <laughs> wow. My mom's always like. Eh. My mom was always like, oh, you should have your own. You have your own biological child. You have, yeah. Well, now you could probably just tell her, like, this is my biological yeah. child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a little fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, ouch. But I mean, you're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, you know, you know the, parents expect certain yeah. things. So I, I think that's. <laughs> you I just got it, Tommy? Oh, no, I got it the first time, but I'm just like, really? <laughs> really? That was, uh, uh, that was hard. Yeah, that was a little rough. She'll forget okay. anyway. <laughs> oh, she'll forget after a shot. So, um, all right, well, listen, that was an amazing conversation. Again, it's all honoring our upcoming, you know, National Coming Out Day on October 10th. Um, if you can, take some time to reflect and think about your friends, members of our community, what we've gone through and what you can do to support. And, um, and if you're an organization that offers services, um, be loud because sometimes, um, you know, parents don't know where to go. And so the more we put ourselves out there, the more we talk about these subjects, the better it is and easier it gets for people to find the resources that they need. So, um, out loud, proud. Last thing I will say is yes. that in a world full of Karens, be a Mama Kim. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Well, listen, with that, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side of that, uh, we'll have uh, our dish. So we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back. And thank you for allowing us to take that break so that we can refresh and uh, recompose ourselves. That was a very interesting and very in-depth uh, first half of the show, but we are back nonetheless. <laughs> and um, now we're going to move on to some of our dish. We've got um, some cool things um, that are coming down the pike. So I wanted to first kick off uh, the second half of the show talking about something that uh, happened recently in the state of California. So California is now a legal refuge for trans youth seeking care. And what basically happened <clears throat> is that the governor, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, which, by the way, I find him incredibly oh, handsome. Yeah. Um, uh, he basically signed a bill into law making his state one of uh, one of refuge for transgender youth and their families, uh, given that some states have enacted laws that aim at keeping trans youth from accessing gender affirming care. The California legislation is intended to help protect those who come to the state to seek care. The Senate bill is called Senate Bill 107. It prohibits the release of information on youth persons, gender affirming care in response to a criminal or civil action based on another state's laws that authorize such actions. It also bars law enforcement agencies from knowingly arresting or extraditing someone based on another state's laws against providing, receiving or allowing a child to receive gender affirming care. So basically, let's say you live in the neighboring state of Nevada, for example, and you decide as a parent that you want to take your child to California to receive gender affirming care. And the state of Nevada now wants to prosecute you as a parent or your child for you, such action. But do you have to move to California? They can't do that. So um, I'm not sure if they have to move, but I'm sure if they receive services and now that let's say, for example, they want to stay in California, the state of Nevada can't request to be, to have you extradited back to Nevada um, because of the fact that you performed a service that in your state where you originally resided in was against the law. 
Right. And so that opens up an opportunity for parents to relocate. Right. If they're looking to support their children, um, it allows them and gives them an opportunity to actually stay in California and continue with the possibility of, of supporting their child and going through the gender for affirming care process, uh, which I think is great. And I think uh, I, I always said this and I've said this in the past before many times when California does something, Mm-hmm. It spreads like wildfire. They're usually Massachusetts will be the next, right? And you know, I'm sure Connecticut and you know other uh, states that are very um, open and um, it, it, in a sense supportive will probably follow suit. And that's typically the case. And I just love that this happened recently. And and I thank the governor and the legislature in California for for really going out of their, their way to making sure that people are safe, you know, the people in our community are safe. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because this is a very hot topic. We see states, a lot of states that are passing anti-trans bills one after the other. Um, and it's, it's, it's truly a concern. So what are your thoughts, Mr. J? Jim in. Oh my God. Have we haven't used Jim oh in a long time? Jim in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Again, you know, we're going to have we're going to have that issue anywhere we look at right now. I mean, kudos for Cali. Right. You know, always always ahead of the curve. Right. Always taking those steps that are necessary to mm-hmm. give people what what they need and deserve, you know? Um it's it's, you know, again, uh, mass maybe next because that's usually the right. the follow through It's usually Cali that Massachusetts follows. Right. Connecticut eventually falls into place, you right. know, after four or five uh, other states have joined the party. So always late, but, right. <laughs> you know, uh, eventually gets there, I right. guess, fashionably and, late. And it, it's important. It, it's important to note, too, it says that it, uh, it further bans enforcement of court orders based on another state's laws authorizing a child to be removed from their parents guardian. Uh, for following uh, the child to receive such care um, as the bill states. So basically, I mean, it's just basically saying if you are a parent and you have a child and you would like to support them in that process of receiving gender affirming care, come to California. You'll be safe. They're not going to allow extradition. Um, If you don't want to go back to that horrible place that's not allowing you to make choices for your own child, you're welcome in California. So I just looked up um, some information about how many states are restricted for gender affirming care. Uh-huh. So currently, as of March 2022, so that was a bit back, right? Um, 15 states have restricted access to gender affirming care and are currently considering laws that would do so. The bills carry se- uh, severe penalties for healthcare providers and sometimes families who provide or seek out gender-affirming care. Right. Um, so six states include penalties for parents uh, who facilitate minors accessing gender-affirming care. About half the bills would bar proposed bills since March would bar insurance providers from offering coverage for gender-affirming care in their state. Right. And then there's a bill in Missouri, which may at this point have been passed, because this is, again, an older study from this past year from march yep um the bill uh would attempt to classify gender affirming care as child abuse and within those 15 states there is an estimated 58,200 transgender youth at risk of losing access to care based on states bans and or policies which is crazy yeah, right that's insane. and you know and, and you think about for example um We've also seen some states take actions similar to this in regards to, you know, the recent ruling from the Supreme Court in regards to Roe Roe v. Wade. Right. Mm -hmm. And where now states that had um, laws already on the books that were banning abortions. Do you want a list of the states? um, Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, So states that were banning abortions are now trying to prosecute people who cross state lines to go to another state that supports or offers abortion care. Right. Um, 
And it's very disturbing that you could be from one state and go to a state that offers the services to you legally and then come back home and be prosecuted and locked up or have your child removed mm -hmm. um, from your care because you're looking out for the well-being of, of you and your child. Yeah, I mean, we also had that senator who flip-flopped, remember? Right. Um, because he got a phone call from the, a doctor that said, these are my options. I'm either going to send her home right. during her miscarriage and she could die or go into septic. I can uh, remove it, right. remo remove the um, uh, miscarried child. Right. Or uh, I could let her sit here in the hospital. Right. And they ended up sending her home because they couldn't do anything with the lawyers. Right. It's, it's pretty sad. It's yeah, pretty it's crazy. crazy. So anyway, you mentioned their states. Um, yeah. Hopefully Nevada is not one of them. I use them as an example because they're literally they're not right, right next to California. But let's listen to the list of states. So North Carolina, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. Alabama, uh -huh. Arizona, Arkansas, uh, Georgia, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Ohio, South Carolina, Tennessee, and of course... Texas. Of course, you know. I thought Florida was on this list too. Uh, well, well, I mean, they've they've done a lot of damage with the don't say gay bill. So, I mean, that's that's bad enough, but this is good. This is good because yeah, like I said before, California starts something and it just spreads like wildfire. So, hopefully we'll see a lot of these same initiatives being introduced into legislatures all over the states um, that support and offer support and want to support gender affirming care for individuals in our community, which is fantastic. So that's one of the stories that we have uh, for you lined up on today's dish. And I have another one, which to me makes me very happy uh, because y'all all remember <laughs> Waffle House Kim, right? Oh, how could we forget? So, you know, Waffle House Kim, or AKA Kim Davis, she was the, um, she was the Kentucky clerk who refused to offer a marriage license when, in 2015, the Supreme Court of the United States affirmed that mar um, marriage equality was the law of the land, right? And that all 50 states must offer marriage licenses to all same-sex couples. Well, she decided that she was going to go on this crusade because she thought it was immoral and that she wasn't going to issue licenses as a clerk herself in whatever county she was in. Um, what was the name of the county, man? I forgot. But anyway, it's Waffle House Kim. We call her Waffle House Kim <laughs> because she visited um, some senator or something. And what she had on just reminded us. She was from us, Kentucky. Right. What she had on reminded us of somebody who would sit at a Waffle House and just sit there and eat waffles all day. So she got branded i don't know if it was you or if it, if it, it was, was chris. chris i think chris. it was chris yeah. uh that 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 sort of kind of anointed her as waffle house kim not to be confused with our beloved mama kim mm -hmm. i'm just saying that um so anyway in a ruling that was handed down this past thursday thursday a federal appeals court found that Kim Davis, the former county clerk from Kentucky who refused marriage licenses to same-sex couples after marriage equality became law, um, did not have to uh, or did not um, have to qualify or did not qualify for immunity. Uh, cons consequently, the panel ruled that the two couples could sue her personally um, for damages. Um, according to Thursday's U.S. Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling, Davis violated both couples' constitutional rights to wed. Uh, the court ruled that Davis violated their rights, um, the rights of David Ermold, David Moore, as well as James Yates and Will Smith, not to be confused with the, 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 you know, the Smithy. Uh, by refusing uh, to issue them a marriage license because she believed same-sex marriages was immoral. Sorry, my microphone cut off there. Yeah, it was weird. It was. Um, so basically, we're here again. I mean, in light of all the shit and all the appointments that that dump person uh, appointed to court, time and time again, we're seeing signs that, you know, Behavior like this is not being tolerated at the judicial 
level of our government, and she now can be sued. And I hope they sue her for everything she doesn't have. And she can be held liable for all fees incurred by these couples since the lawsuit started. Which is great. So it's a couple of years. Seven years. Bankrupt her. So... A jury will decide whether Davis will also have to pay for the seven years of legal fees, that, yeah. which you were just mentioning. <laughs> um, so th- that's wonderful news. So um, to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Bravo. Yay. Um, and that's all I have uh, for today, at least for the stories. I mean, I, I do have one more, but we'll talk about that at the after your story. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to toss it over to Trish cause she has something that she would like to talk about. She's very passionate about this, by the way, <laughs> extremely passionate. And uh, I ran into this today. I was like, Oh my God, this is so you. So Trish, do you want some love? Yeah. No, not for this. <laughs> um, Fine. so I'm sure everybody is assuming that I'm going to talk about gay animals. Of course. <laughs> and so I'm going to talk about gay animals. Proud of you. <laughs> so uh, gay albatrosses find true love with Sir David Attenborough. So Sir David Attenborough did a documentary. Right. And this documentary was called Frozen Planet 2. Which um, was on Discovery, right? Or Animal Planet, or one of those two. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, Frozen Planet. But basically, what had happened was... What had happened was, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, there was an albatross who... Uh, he was 14 um, and matured enough to look for a mate. Uh-huh. Now... Like most of us here on this table. I mean, we're not 14, but we're mature enough to try to find a mate. Yeah, well... Doesn't work all the time, but no. you know we try. Or at least test them out. <laughs> right, go for so, it. Right. Obviously, they have the you know the the mating habits of an albatross. I guess there's like a wingspan thing they do and like a little dance to try to like get them to you know like okay, but I guess they mate for life. Right. So this one albatross was courting a female. And the female ended up sort of rejecting him because another male showed up. And in the in the documentary, it looks like he's all defeated. He sits back down. It's like all sad. And then another male shows up. Here we are, man. They do the wing dance. Mm-hmm. And now they're mating for life. Yes. And they start like, you know, caressing each other and putting their beaks to one another and... Mm-hmm. It, it, one of them, uh, and then they start making some weird noises, and we were having a conversation oh, off air about what we thought was going on. Um, Trish, you got some explaining to do. Mm. Well, what's interesting though is from what I saw, the females of this breed of bird um, they mate further north i mean they uh, hunt further north than where this actually takes place right so there's been a decrease in the female population in this area and so over a certain amount of years the increase of homosexual relationships within these birds has been significant hmm. which i think is very interesting I, I i think it's fun i think it's great yeah i mean like I think maybe all albatrosses might be bisexual. Maybe this is your bird, Jay. You never know. Could be. Yeah. C- it could be like uh, what? What do you call those? Um, your the sigil, your your house sigil, your your spirit animal. The sp- <laughs> the there spirit you go. Animal. Oh, that may need that may need to change. Maybe, maybe maybe a new tattoo is on, tattoo on the works on here. It's gonna have a big albatross on the back of his like back and stuff. Uh, you know, wing spread and everything. Talking about I'm oh, looking boy. for my life mate. Yeah, but you know what's sad about this story? What the birds don't have names. Like you've got the we talked about like Sven and Magic. We Sven and Magic or the Denver Zoo's male uh, male flamingos who. Um, found love, Lance, Lance Bass and Freddie Mercury. Uh huh. So, what are their names? Like, we gotta name know. them. Okay. Well, what, what, why don't we call them Jay and and Nick? 
Uh, for now? For now. Just as temporary names. We'll call them Jay and Jay's boyfriend's boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> we can deal with that. I, I can live with that. So so Jay and, and the boyfriend's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jay and BB. <laughs> Jay and BB. Mm-hmm. There you go. It was just really cute to see the other. The, it's cute. like this one male is like sees this 14 year old albatross like all defeated and flies in. It was adorable. He's like, I got you, boo. I'm coming you. for you. I got you, baby. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's, and they're beautiful birds too. I mean, they, they almost, they're very like seagull. Dodo-like-ish. Yeah, like, it's like Dodo. So here, here's two albatross names that, that are known actually from cartoon characters. One is Wilbur. Wilbur. Okay. And, I can I can deal with that. And the other one is Goonie, the albatross. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm down with those names. Okay. Wilbur and Goonie. Wilbur right. and Goonie. Wilbur and Goonie found love. <laughs> so there you go. Wilbur and Goonie. Okay. We got this. <laughs> we got this. And it's, uh, let me make sure we got the spelling right. We don't want to. G O O N E Y for Goonie. Gotcha. I got this. I got this. N E Y. Goonie. All right. We got this. So we've named them. We should actually reach out to whoever published this story. It's like we're going to name them. Wilbur and Goonie. Wilbur and Goonie. That's it. Um, and <laughs> that's beautiful. So thank you, Nick, for sharing, of course, you know, about your gay animals. You know how much we love it. Uh, okay. It's 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 a passion of ours. So um, I think um, one last thing before we wrap it up and bring it home. Um, it is the month of October. Mm-hmm. Halloween is going to be at the end of this year, at the end of this month on the thirty first, like it is every other year, and um, which gets exciting. And if you haven't, or if you've been living under a rock, Hocus Pocus two came out. Did you watch it? Uh huh. Did you watch it? No. Come on, girl, go with the program. <laughs> I, no, I, I I live with five women, bro. They watch that shit on repeat so i'm kind of over it you know what i mean the original hocus pocus yes i'm talking about hocus pocus yeah same shit (laughs) oh so he's not into hocus pocus no i mean the girls at home forget it it's so anyway, Sarah Jessica Parker, thirties, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and of course <laughs> Kathy Najimy are all back playing our favorite Sanderson sisters. The movie I found it cute and I loved it. There's a lot of debate online about oh yeah how the movie went and how it was received and how dare you blah blah blah. But you know what? To all those haters, fuck y'all. But I'm it, sorry, Kathy Najimy's broom. Or Roombas? They were amazing. And (laughs) there was a part in the movie. They were um, following her around. I know. It was hysterical. Oh, my babies. They're coming. (laughs) Come here. Come here. Yes. Clean. Clean. It was good. Watch the movie. I think it was super cute. Uh, If you love the original and you, you hold that movie... Um, in in your dear heart, I think you will enjoy uh, Hocus Pocus too. I do love the fact that there. I mean, there obviously there's a cult gay following behind Hocus right. Pocus, and they featured during because obviously they had a musical number, which wasn't my favorite. I'm not going to lie, but they featured groups of drag queens, and they were actual groups that perform in different regions of the of the country. Right. And um, so they did that. And so you'll see a whole group of drag queens on stage. A couple different, yeah. Um, fabulous. Um, but the one thing that's interestingly enough is the fact that they show their younger selves before they mm-hmm. became the, 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 yep. the witches that we know. And the one who played Winifred Sanderson, that young girl, she better get an Oscar for that fucking like, role. It was perfect yeah, she was on point she was great great anyway the reason why we bring up the movie is because you can spend the night in the hocus pocus cottage so the cottage is <laughs> set out somewhere in the backwoods in salem massachusetts um uh, you can rent this little space and go in and you know have your little fill of hocus pocus and i thought it was a beautiful way to end the show today so if you're interested you can you know go and check it out google it Hocus Pocus Cottage, you want to rent it, you want to, you know, 
sleep. I'm sure Tom will put the link on our website at some point. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's the whole reason why we brought up Hocus Pocus 2. And also it's Halloween. And so, you know, you can, this is a beautiful, amazing movie. You can watch with your kids um, and the, or watch as an adult while you're having adult beverages and all that good stuff. Super cute. Came out last Friday. It's on Disney Plus and all that good stuff. And I think that's all we have for today's show. Mm-hmm. Well, the last thing I wanted to m- mention really of quick, course. of course. Um, so uh, <laughs> if you're in Connecticut, uh, Ned Lamont is um, hosting an LGBTQ plus caucus meet and greet. And this is tomorrow, Thursday, October 6th from 6 to 8. Where? Um, it is in East Windsor, Connecticut, 297 South Main Street. Um, and obviously the special guest is Ned Lamont, but they're also bringing Eric as a special guest as Eric well. Eric Russell. We love him. Yeah. Uh, we are gearing up for, um, you know. Election. Elections. Um, Our midterm elections. And it is important to go out, support, learn, and... Right. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, that he's hosting an LGBTQ plus caucus. That's amazing. And by the way, if, if you're not familiar with... Ned Lamont. He is our governor in the state of Connecticut. And Eric Russell is running currently to be elected as the state treasurer. treasurer. And uh, he's an openly gay man married to his husband. They're both beautiful people. And I think he would do wonderful. So if you're in Connecticut and you're still unsure about who to um, support, um, give Eric Russell uh, a quick look over. I think he would be happily pleased at the work he's done so far in government um he did work for the governor for a while i think he still does while he's actively looking Mm -hmm. for um running for office and um you know be familiar with who's running in your in your midterm elections familiarize yourself with the fact that you know you have candidates out there that may be um you know, running on a platform that's against what you believe. And if you feel strongly that that shouldn't be your, your candidate or shouldn't be the person elected in your state or in your district, um, get out and vote. Yeah. November 6th, I believe is our mm-hmm. election day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's important. Do your civic duty. We love you all. So we're going to wrap things up. So I'm going to, of course, uh, toss it over to uh, my peoples. Uh, so Trish, you're first. Let me give you your love for Mama Kim's Minute. Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, trans student was voted homecoming princess in a cruel prank. She refuses to step down. Hello, bitch. Number two, students misgender and threaten to rape a trans teacher. She fought back and she won. Good for her. Number three, students across Virginia walk out of school to protest anti-trans policy. I read that story. Yes, um, motherfucking queen. Lots of trans so stuff So on that on. second one, I think that clap was a little off. Let's give some good clap. <laughs> All right. On this day, mister. On this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0. Give it a try. On October 5th of 1969, where in the good old UK... One of the assembles of six comedians is the Graham is Graham Chapman. Let's try that, that one more time. Yeah, what the hell? Okay. Airing for the first episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus, uh-huh. one of the assembles six comedians is Graham Chapman, who had came out as gay in 1967, according to Wikipedia. Can you imagine? 1967. Like, That's. Awesome. I mean. Yeah, I can imagine it. I mean, Stonewall was in 69, two years later. So, I mean, yeah, people did come out in that, at that time. But it's it's pretty, pretty interesting. All right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us today. If you love our show, make sure you go rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your web browser or your favorite device as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Um, Jay? Next week, it's all about the dish. FYI, just for those of you who've been waiting patiently, the G-Spot is back. Dr. G is back later on this month, and I believe that show will be a little different because we will be airing him the first Oh, the first half the of the first show. Half That's of the right. show. Yep. Instead of the second. So yep. if you'd like to tune in for Dr. G, 
and get your G-spot on point. I love it. You know when to listen. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love him. And I think it's going to be fabulous. Absolutely. Because uh, we, we have missed him. So, um, oh, that's it. So, and now here's Nick with our <laughs> weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. Go, queen. Thank you. All right, everybody. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right. I, I lost I lost it, sorry. Mm. Uh, so it's time to put Pick a it ring it's on, on it. It's, uh, yeah. it's time to put bend a over. <laughs> bend over. It's time to put a ring on it. And as always, our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Nick, over to you. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, GayTalk 2.0, Instagram, GayTalk 2.0, Twitter at GayTalk20. You can email us at GayTalk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom? Good luck. (laughs) Don't fuck this up. All right. (laughs) If you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of our web browser there. You can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us any questions you may have on voicemail. We'll answer those for you on the show. Our phone number is 334-429-8255. If you need all the... You literally just I, gave Yeah, them. I did. Yeah. So it's 429 Gay Talk. Anyway. Um, <laughs> almost. Almost had it. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost. 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 Anyway, don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can access our show by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. I would like to thank you all for joining us on tonight's episode. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. Crushed it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.